and welcome to What I Wish I'd Known with me, Nicole, the founder of Sincerely Media. And first, I just want to say thank you so much for coming back for a second episode. I really hope this podcast is something you're enjoying. And even more than that, I hope it's something that is bringing value into your day. So we're continuing with the theme of answering questions that people ask me over my Instagram. So if you listen to the first episode, you'll know I put up a story and I asked people, what do you want to know? What can I talk about that you would find value in? Because I know that like often what I want to talk about, it's not what people want to listen to and want to learn about. So the question that I'm going to be focusing on today is how do I fund a business? And my first instinct when I saw this question was like, no, I should never ask like ever answer this, you are going to hate my answer. And the reason I thought this is because my answer is neither quick nor easy. I feel like almost every other person who does a video about this on the internet becomes a little mini Gary Gary V who's going to tell you how to make it big in these five steps. And like when I started Sincerely Media in 2017, hustle culture was still peaking it was the mid it was like 2010s and I wish I'd known back then how utterly unhelpful it is it just it doesn't give you any practical advice it's just like work harder you'll make it like in my mind if I just worked hard and hustled in quotation marks for years with no break then I'd make money that would be it and that is such a lie And it took me time to realize that because it's been five years of Sincerely Media, five whole years and only three as my full-time place of employment. The first two years were only after hours or part-time and I am not making millions. I'm just going to put that disclaimer out here so you can know from whence this comes. Why should you listen to me if I'm not making millions? Why am I worth listening to? Well, I'm not making millions and I'm doing the quote marks because you know what I'm talking about. You have that picture in your mind. If you even go onto YouTube, you know, if you're on TikTok, it's just quick, easy money that people seem to make. And that is not my business. But I am making enough money to support myself. I am making it at the end of the month. I'm reaching the end of the month with enough money. So um, there's a saying that... Um, people around me have used since I was younger and it's there's not enough month at the end of the money and I always used to laugh at that because it's actually such an accurate picture of what I'm speaking about today so what I want to do is instead giving you five steps to making it big I want to help you set and achieve a more sustainable goal that you can actually work towards and live within which I don't know, to me, like the prospect of quick, easy money sounds great, but it's not realistic. I'd rather set realistic expectations and walk towards those. So you might have figured this out already, but this is not five steps to financial success. Not at all. This is just advice, what I've learned over the years. And the things that I've learned are really, really important to running a successful business. So I think it's really disingenuous to tell somebody if they just do these five things, they'll make millions. It's really a, it's a, it's a clickbaity thing. And I just, it's so utterly false and unhelpful. And 
my mom and I were chatting about this and my parents started I think three businesses over our childhood and they all failed and then they started a fourth one and it was actually doing really well it was succeeding and then they joined in with um, taking on a partnership role in another business and that's where my dad works now but while we were talking about this the picture we wanted to paint was that 98% of businesses, 99% of businesses do not have this TikTok make it, make it rich quick scheme that everyone sees where a small business posts a video, goes viral, sells out. Like Peachy Babies is a great idea of this. So for anyone who doesn't know, Peachy Babies is a slime business and they started off really small, started posting TikToks. And then one of the Kardashians bought their slime, put it on their stories, and it's been huge. It was getting big before that, and that was just like, how do you say, like the, the cherry on top. And I watched, their, I watched their reels on Instagram, and I think they're an amazing company. Their product looks incredible, but that is not how it works for 99% of businesses. I'd also go with Shelby Sherrod Art. She does the um, mystery mold she found on Gumtree series and I love watching her videos. I think she is so creative and I think she does an incredible job of bringing balance into the sphere where she's like I am doing really well but I'm also having to work really hard and like even with this podcast if you're watching today's episode you know it looks substantially different to the first episode because I'm trying a different way of sitting. I'm trying to make this more sustainable so I can do it more often. So it's probably going to look different every time. I realize my mic can connect to a mic stand, which is fantastic. So I don't just have to stand it on my desk and hope for the best. But Emma Cham Chamberlain, Emma Chamberlain, I think that's how you say it. She's a YouTuber, Instagrammer, podcast host, everything. And I watched a Vogue did a video with her where they were like, hey, here's like a morning with Emma Chamberlain. And I love that she records her podcast in her closet because it's the best place for sound in the house. And it's just the most unesthetic thing you've ever seen. And I love that. And I'm like, I want this to be sustainable the same way I want business to be sustainable. And going back to the point that I was running off, it's better to be realistic and create a sustainable business than holding on to the hope of going viral, which, spoiler alert, you as a business might not actually be ready for. And I also think it's really important for me to caveat that it didn't happen to me. So I'm speaking as one of the 99% of businesses who didn't go viral and I want to tell you how I'm still building a successful profitable and sustainable business even without that. If you're looking for easy to use drag and drop design templates then you're in the right place. Owning a business and being a designer are two very different jobs. You need designs but aren't sure where to start? That's where I come in. I've created a library of Instagram template bundles focused on providing you with a baseline for your social media. From the low price of $35, you can buy once and then use them forever. These templates were made to empower you as a business owner to take control of your business and give you the tools that you need for success. If this sounds like the solution you've been looking for, then you can go to www.creativemarket.com forward slash Sincerely Media and find the template set that serves you best. That's www 
www.creativemarket.com forward slash sincerely media and once more that is www.creativemarket.com forward slash sincerely media so in thinking about this question i decided it would be best to go back to the beginning so you want to start a business and you need to fund it what do you do where does that money come from so if it was me how would i go about doing so as Okay, so also another caveat. I hate debt. I have been raised knowing that debt is one of the ultimate evils in this world. So I will do absolutely anything to avoid going into debt. Now I'm going to put another caveat in that I know that there are certain types of debt that are not terrible. You are going to have to go into debt to purchase a house one day unless you are very, very blessed. Most people have to take out a bond or you are going to have to go into debt at some point in order to purchase a car or to purchase certain items. So not all debt is evil, but unnecessary debt is evil. If there is a way you can do what you want to do without getting into debt, I 10 out of 10 recommend that every time, even if it's 50 times the work. Because being not being indebted to somebody financially is the best thing you can do for yourself and for your business. So before I get into the actual money practicality of everything, my advice would be sit down and map out how much money you actually need to get started. Because what you need in your head and what you need on paper are two substantially different things. Just as you'll learn if you're already running a business, what you think you're earning and what you're actually earning are two substantially different things. Your books are your best friend. Planning for your books, it's your best friend. And I say this as someone who hates my books with every fiber of my being I do not like having to maintain my books but I understand their value and it's because I understand that value that I go through the effort of doing that so then you need to establish what your necessities are so do you need a website or is it something you can work without in the beginning like is it essential to your business establish what you need not what you want. You can have two different lists. I actually advise you do this. Have a list of needs. My buzz, buzz, <laughs> buzz. My business cannot run without this, this, and this. And then have your ideal. In an ideal world, my business would have this, this, and this. And then start where you need and slowly move over to what you want. So map it out, document it, and then map out how you're going to reach that amount. So how much do you need to save every day in order to open the business in 12 months? I said this wasn't going to be glamorous. It isn't going to be glamorous. What is a realistic timeline for you? Because there is always a risk involved. Whether you stay at the same job for the rest of your life or you leave, both are risks. They're just different risks. And I often like the way I would advise people start their own businesses is it needs to get to the point where it is more of a risk for you to stay at your full-time job than it is for you or your let's just call it corporate I know lots of people work in corporate and they really like it so this isn't putting shame or shade towards that this is just a word example that we can all follow along with so it needs to be more risky to stay at your job in corporate than to start your own business that that needs to be where you are and like obviously you can do without but this is just the advice I would give so 
open a savings account and start putting aside a small amount of money every month. Let's say 100 Rand a month. I'm going really, really small now. The more you put away, the quicker you're going to be able to start. But eventually, you will have a small capital to put towards what you were doing. And I'm going to like finish the section with this statement. You need to establish which risk is worth taking at the moment, and then in time, change that as need be. So, yeah. Let's... Let's move on to the next part. So when I opened my business, my parents told me three years. It was going to take three years for me to start turning enough profit to draw a salary. And like, oh, that is not what you came here to hear. It's not what anybody wanted to come here and hear. Everybody wanted to hear. People want to hear that I'm going to say, go, jump. Take the risk today. Do what you want to do. But in reality, the risks worth taking are the risks you prepared yourself for. There's no such thing as a risk-free decision, but you can do as much as possible to mitigate those risks by making educated and hopefully prepared for decisions. So I know you cannot control every aspect of your life and what is going on around you, but you can do your best to manage your decision-making and your financial I don't know what the word is, your financial decision-making. I'm going to go with that again. I lost my train of thought, but in a nutshell, there is no such thing as a risk-free decision. You need to work hard to make sure you mitigate as much of the risk as possible so that the risk you are taking is as small as possible. You don't have as much to lose. And... It's actually worth starting off as a part-time business. Um, that's what I did. I did that for two years and two jobs. <clears throat> it's definitely not anybody's idea of a wonderful life because you leave work and you go straight to work for yourself. So your rest time is severely diminished. But it is smart allowing your current job to support you financially while giving your business the space to grow is a great way to ensure that you don't fail right out of the gate. I did not start drawing a salary until last year. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. But, but, the huge but here, it didn't really matter because the job I was working was covering my financial needs. So I had the time to get this all ready. So by the time I did jump into this full time, I was okay. It was able to support me. So there are things that are completely worth knowing, hence the I wish I'd known, what I wish I'd known, the name of this podcast, that I didn't know when I started a business. I learned this over the process. I just highly recommend you go to the government and you read what your rights as a worker are you need to know what can and cannot be expected from you and use that to make your decision wisely. So separating your private funds from your business funds, huge importance. When I did that, it literally changed the game for me. I have a business account and a private account and I pay the money into the other. They are no longer intermingled and it is incredible because I can tell you how much down to the cent my business is making and I can tell you down to the cent how much I as an individual am spending. So there is a good chance that in your first year or two, you're not even going to 
hit the lowest business ta tax bracket. I mean, five years supporting myself full time. There are things that are tax deductible and it's really important to know that. Be smart, be legal, and honestly, I'm not a lawyer. So, big flashing signs, not a lawyer. Chat to somebody who is in law. Find someone who has a parent who's in law. And if, if you can afford to, go to a lawyer. Talk to them. Ask them what they think the best plan going forward is and what the best way, what is the best way that you can legally avoid paying tax until you have to. I am not sitting here recommending tax fraud. I think that is awful and disgusting and it's not what I'm saying at all. I want you to be smart within the law. So your business should also own all of the assets that you use to work there. So for instance, my business owns my laptop, my car, both of my cameras, the iPhone that I'm recording on. It owns this mic. It owns these headphones. My business owns everything because my business pays the insurance for everything and all of the costs for everything because it can afford to. So while my salary is small, if you are to add up all of the expenses my business is paying, which technically are my personal expenses, but they're actually not. They belong to the business because what I work on, I work on this laptop. What does this mic get used for? It gets used to film and do podcasts. What does that phone get used for? It gets used to chat with clients, to arrange meetups. It is a work phone that has a private use. Then like you get something like glasses. This is not a business expense. I would love this to be a business expense. Thank you. But it is not. That is just, that's ridiculous. So be smart. Look at what your business can take over from you. And then on top of that, paying yourself a salary, knowing your funds back to front and then knowing how much you are actually making is a key part of being a successful business owner. So <clears throat> I guess the way I would say this is success is not closing your eyes and jumping. It can be and it has worked for the odd person. But the best way to set yourself up for success is to plan and slowly make the changes that you can. So you can't afford to pay yourself a salary. That's okay. Can you take over an insurance payment without losing money? If so, well done. You've taken a step in the right direction. It's not about ending at the final goal. It's about slowly building up until you get there. And business, businesses, successful and sustainable businesses are more often than not started overnight. It takes time, planning and work, but it is possible. It really, really is. So that being said, where do the funds come from? If you're looking at your bank account and not seeing the figures you need to get started, it can be quite discouraging. You're going to have to be a little brave in taking the steps you need to fund your business because money hardly ever flies out of the ether. So truth be told, you're more likely than not going to have to talk to people and pitch your business to people. Oh, not fun, but it's really important. If you don't have the money, where can you find it? So you can start with your friends and family. It's classic, simple, doesn't involve banks, which is great. It sounds great in theory, but in reality, it is one of the quickest ways to sour or poison a relationship. You don't mix business and pleasure, and that's generally a rule for a reason. These standards or these rules we hear 
generally exist for a reason. So if this is the route you're going to take, there needs to be protection for both you and <coughs> for the person that you are borrowing from. So both of you need to make sure that you are receiving sound legal advice on the best way to do this. And it's, I highly, I love contracts. I think they're phenomenal. They just offer so much protection. I would recommend having a contract written between the two of you with clear delivery expectations and protections in place. This means that you will decide when you start paying them back. They will agree to this time frame. Unlike working with a bank where you are literally given, you can have this much money and it needs to be paid back by then. Thank you very much. So... It's not fun and it can be a little bit tedious to do all of this work, but relationship at the end of the day is always valuable. It is worth taking the necessary precautions than it is hoping for the best and watching a relationship go sour. Another option you have is small business loans. And while this is an obvious option, I want to note that there are cons to working with banks and loan agencies. And one of the main problems is that you have very little say or control over the loan. Whereas if you were borrowing from friends or family, you would sit down together and create a contract. Banks and loan agencies offer you an amount. They give you a contract and you get to sign it and work with whatever they were what or whatever they ask. You have little to no control over the borrowing rate you're working with. So what amount of interest are you going to have to pay back? And I was chatting through this with a friend yesterday. I was telling her, oh, I'd written this. And I was telling her what I'd um, prepared to speak about today. And she was like, she, um, she teaches. And she was teaching maths lit to some students. And they were doing compound and simple interest. And she was like, she didn't really get why it was so important and then when I mentioned borrowing rates to her she was like oh yeah you take our money from a bank you have to pay back you really want simple interest and you really want it as low as you can go you do not want to be paying compound interest with an increasing <laughs> with an increasing interest rate so it's something worth noting worth understanding and worth making an educated decision on because some for some people this will be the best decision it just will be. Taking a loan from a bank will get them the money they need immediately to do what they need to do right now and to improve their business. Whereas for someone else, they might have more time and more freedom and they might have friends and family who have the money and are willing to help them. And that is the right decision for them. So I wrote here that if small business loans or loans from the bank or a loan agency, if that's your only option, that's okay. It's not ideal in my mind, but it doesn't matter what I think is ideal. It matters what the best decision for you and for your business is. So the only thing I would say is make sure you understand the terms and conditions before you sign anything. And if you find something realistic and reasonable that fits within what you can afford to do, then it's worth doing. Another really cool thing is something called trading or bartering. Um, that's a great way to save money. Providing you have a service that you can offer, like, or a product, just something to trade. So a great example of this, do you need a website? Cool. You're not a web designer, but do you know a web designer? Okay. You know, a web designer, what are you selling? Do you have something you can trade that web designer for a website? An example, um, <clears throat> there's a girl in my church. She does nails. 
and she really wanted an Instagram coaching session. Chicky over here does not pay to have her nails done unless it's Christmas because it's just an unnecessary expense for me. So she was like, hey, I need Instagram coaching. And I was like, hey, you do nails. So every Instagram session or coaching session I give her, I get my nails done and proper gel like tips. And it's lovely and it's fantastic. And this is not a profit focused trade. This is just a fun thing, but it's a great example of how trading can benefit you as a business and as a person. So look at the people who are offering the service you need and establish what you can give them that brings value to the table. So this is not a way to make a living. You're not really going to be able to make a living by bartering and that's sad, but it is a great way to start saving money. It is a great way to cut your expenses. Like I did a website for someone and she absolutely loved it and it just, it ended up the project just took way, way longer due to issues neither of us could control, but it ended up going beyond the scope of what I'd quoted her for. And I hate charging over quotes because I'm just like, I was really intentional when I did this and this is what it's going to cost. But she felt really bad because it had been about double the work we thought it was going to be and I'd given her a really good price. So she was like, hey, I can't afford to pay you more, but would you like one of my products? And as she makes in like person products, and I was like, this is amazing. Of course I will. Or you know, some friends I know who do a pop-up shop every year and they needed a photographer and they don't, they can't really afford a photographer. And I was like, they, they messaged me and they were like, Hey, do you want to take photos in exchange for one item from both of us? And I was like, heck yes, yes, please. So trading is amazing. It's not going to make your living but it is really fun and it allows you to do things you wouldn't normally do. And then we hit the final way of how in this very short, just over half an hour podcast, you can, you can earn, you can or fund your business. And that is crowdfunding. So this might set off your, oh my goodness, that's so cringe alarm. But if you have a great idea and you're needing money, why not go find me? Kickstarter. If this is something that's going to serve the community around you, going to serve the people you want to help and you have a supportive community around you, look at the amount you need and ask people if they will help you reach it. So these ideas aren't perfect, but they are options and options are great when you are moving forward. And I know there are sounds behind me. We live by the harbor and by the airport. There is no such thing as silence and my room is way too stuffy. Yeah, my, my room is way, way too stuffy to, how does one say, <laughs> close the window. <laughs> so I've summed up this entire podcast in bullet points. How to fund a business. Have a business plan. Know your financials and what you need to get started. Start a business account and start saving money there. Do what you can as you can. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And I appreciate this. I hope you are encouraged. I hope you are empowered. And I hope you feel excited going forward. So if you'd like to collect, connect beyond this podcast, you can follow me on social at Sincerely Media, both on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Or you can visit my website, www.sincerelymedia.com. Love and appreciate you guys. And I will see you in the next episode.